beautiful song that is. And a great reminder to every one of us that the Father loves us, our Heavenly Father. And I loved that song this morning because and I asked the team to, to sing it this morning and lead us in that song because it's such a great reminder on Father's Day that we are loved by our Heavenly Father. And I know that today can be a challenging day for people today for a myriad of reasons, whether your dad's not here or a relationship with dad isn't what it, what it, what it used to be. Or, but what we do know about today is that we have the opportunity to be reminded of our Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for each and every one of us. And we're celebrating that today. And I want to say to all the dads today, Happy Father's Day. We are celebrating you today as well and it's great to be able to gather together even via online this morning and to really be able to celebrate all of the dads so in a moment i'm going to speak a message talking about the pride of the father and talking about our heavenly father but i know there was some some snakes that we hear before and there's a jar of snakes i'm going to get some of the team to maybe grab some of those for us and we're excited about our guesses for those and so as the team kind of bring them up to me now i just want to give you a bit of a chance here to be able to have a look one more time guess one more time here they are if you need to send through your guest to this number that's up on the screen and and text that through to us now so we can get your guests in but we will be announcing that at the end of the service this morning and so dads don't forget to jump in text to that number and make sure you get connected with it as well but one more thing i want to do before the word today is we have a change in in our one of our departments that is taking place at the moment. We have a transition that's happening. And what's happening is Tim and Ali Campbell are stepping out of our young adults ministry and they're moving into young families ministry in the life of City Church. And we have Mikey and Sam who are stepping into the role as our young adults leaders. And so that's happening at the moment. It's been happening for a little while now, but it's now time to get that public announcement out there. And so congratulations to Sam and Mikey stepping into our young adults ministry leadership there and to Tim and Ali who are uh, stepping into more of our young families ministry and the leadership there. And so I think we've got a pretty good lineup across the board when you think about it. You've got Kids Church with Anthony Badman doing an incredible job. You've got youth with Dan and Rach Russell. Now Sam and Mikey with young adults. Tim and Ali Campbell with young families. We've got all the adults in the middle. And then we've got uh, Felicity, who's doing an incredible job with our city seniors as well. And so it's great to see right across the generations, uh, many people that are connecting in and, and being part of the life of the church and the leadership that's there as well. And so congratulations, particularly to Sam and Mikey stepping into this role. And I'm really excited about this new season for young adults. I can see people are excited here. Gillian Hussain's excited. Lisa is excited. Dave Swavely's excited. And uh, now we're, uh, we're all seeing everyone's popping up and pretty pumped about it. And so it's great to be able to see that change there. And now Tim doesn't have to worry about being over the age limit of young adults as well. He'll be able to uh, not feel any, any burden or any pressure as I do when I go to a young adults event and people say to me, why are you here? And so uh, now we actually have uh, Sam and Mikey who fit into that age category. So congratulations. Well, this morning, I just wanted to speak a message entitled, The Pride of the Father. 
It says in Romans 8, verse 14 to 17, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Can you say that with me this morning? We are God's children. All since we are His children, we are His heirs. And since we are His children, we are His heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we share with His glory, we must also share with His suffering. Now, I love this reminder in this passage because it clearly tells each and every one of us that we are adopted in as children of God. As we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are given the right to relationship with God and we become adopted in children of God. It describes the, the, our Heavenly Father here. It describes the Father's heart towards us, that He loves us and that He cares for us. Now, there's no doubt that we've all had varying experiences when it comes to our earthly father. Some of us have had great experiences, some of us have had maybe not so good experiences and whatever on the spectrum your experiences with your dad, sometimes even the understanding even of a great dad can limit the understanding of what our heavenly father is like. See, our heavenly father, the love that we have from him is beyond anything we could receive from any human being on this earth. The love that we have from our Heavenly Father is so great. The compassion, the care, the concern for you is greater than anything that we could experience in this world. See, I had an incredible father. And he was a dad that was a words of affirmation guy. He was the kind of guy that would never want an argument to linger. He wanted to be able to get it sorted out. He would be the first to say sorry. He'd be the first to tell you that he loved you. And was the kind of dad that always wanted to be encouraging you and telling you how proud he was of you. And I know there's moments in my life I have looked for that and that hasn't been there because he's no longer here on this earth. But I do know this that my Heavenly Father's pride and love for me is so incredibly great that in any season that I go through, I can always look to Him and know that His love is towards me, even in my failure, even in my weakness and the, the moments that I haven't got it right, the moments where I've messed up and made mistakes, to actually know that you have your Heavenly Father that loves you in every season, the pride of the Father. You are the pride of the Father. You are His masterpiece, Scripture describes us as, as human beings. It says in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And it says God's special possession. That's how God sees you. He loves you. He sees you as an incredible masterpiece. And His pride towards you is great. Now, I don't know how you feel this morning. So much of our identity and who we are comes out of our Father. And I think for all of us, we need to sometimes make that realignment and realize we have all of the Father's love. We have all of His support and His care and concern. It, His eyes are on you. He doesn't look down upon you in shame. He looks down upon you with pride. And He loves you as His children. And so this morning, we're going to look particularly at Psalm 103. And I was pretty 
delighted last week when Tim was reading it out because I knew I was going to be preaching from it this Sunday as well. It says in Psalm 103, verse 8, it says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. For He has removed our sins as far from the east as from the west. That's a pretty great distance. And it's great to know that every sin, every mistake, every failure that you have ever done is forgiven in Christ. That's the gospel. The good news of the gospel is that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have this perfect image, but you come to a perfect Father who forgives you of every sin you've done, will do, into the future, ever. That's some kind of great love that we have from our Heavenly Father. It says here that the Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He knows how weak we are. He remembers that we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like the wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone. But though we had never, as if we had never been here before, it says. Verse 17, but the Lord, but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant. Of those who obey the commandments, the Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there, He rules over everything. From there, He rules over everything. Oh, I just want to talk this morning about three reminders about our Heavenly Father this Father's Day. Three things that we can remember during this Father's Day as it's playing out, that we can remember this week as we're remembering Father's Day and we're thinking about our Heavenly Father and the qualities and the things that we can really be reminded of this year. And the first one's this, number one, the Father loves you. The Father loves you. Now that feels so simplistic, but I think for all of us, when we realize the kind of incredible love that we have from God, the value that He places on us, that He would send His Son to die on a cross to save us from our sin, to rise again, to take away the burden of our sin, that's the kind of love that we have from our Heavenly Father. The kind of understanding that He would pay that price for us. See, one of the things that it says in this passage here, it says, For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. It says, The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. And then it says this, For He knows how weak we are. Now, that's encouraging to me, because I know how weak I am. I know the sin that I do. I know the failures that I've made in my life. I know the weaknesses that I have. It's incredible to me because God knew all of those weaknesses. Have you ever thought about it this way? If you're ever going to sell a product or purchase a product, you don't put on the advertisement all of the things that are wrong with the product. If you're selling a car, you don't go on there and list the 20 things that you know are wrong with the car. 
You don't go and do that. That's not how you sell a product. If you're going to buy a product, you don't buy a product from an advertisement telling you all the things that are wrong with that product. But yet our Heavenly Father knew the many things that were wrong with us. He knew the lists of sins and mistakes that we'd made. He knew all of those things that we'd done wrong. And yet His love for us is so great. It says His love for us is higher than the heavens above the earth. So yeah, we are flawed. Yeah, we are full of weakness and failure. But I want to encourage you today that our Heavenly Father's love towards you is not deterred by your sin. His love towards you is not turned away because of your mistakes or your failures or the things that no one knows about you. His love for you is so great, it infuses every part of your life and salvation is yours if you choose to receive it. His love is not deterred by your behavior. And I think so many of us today are living with a a poor understanding of our Heavenly Father. We can think He's angry at us. We can think that He's ashamed of us. We can think that He's disappointed in us. And that couldn't be further from the truth. God loves you. You are the pride of the Father. I think for all of us, our self-loathing and our doubts about God's love, it's actually an insult to the payment that Jesus made on the cross for us. Because He prayed that highest price for you, even knowing your weakness and knowing your failure. If you weren't worth it, Jesus wouldn't have died for you. But He did, because you are worth it. And all of the Bible talks about His incredible love for us. This is a story of how God bridged the gap with humanity so that He could have relationship with us. This whole thing is about the redemption story of mankind. And I think we need to sometimes get an understanding of that old song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong, they are weak, but He is strong. And it's the simplicity of that song, it's the simplicity of what we're told in Scripture that God loves you, that changes the story of your life. It changes everything for you. It reminds you again that you are a son or a daughter of the King, that your heavenly Father loves you and has great plans for you. See, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, talking about love, it says, Love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it doesn't dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily anchored, angered, it doesn't keep record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now we hear that scripture spoken out time and time again at weddings. And we try and aim up to that kind of love and understand that love and think, oh, that's the kind of person I want to be in loving somebody else. But what we fail to understand is this is describing God's love towards us. He is love. So God's patient. He's kind. He's not self-seeking. He's not keeping a record of your wrongs. It's describing the kind of love that God has for you and me. And this morning, I want to remind you that you are loved by your Heavenly Father. Let that set your level of confidence. Let that set your outlook in life. Let that set your sense of self-esteem and value. The love and the, the value that God has placed upon your life. When we really walk in that 
and understand that our Heavenly Father loves us. It changes the way we love others. It changes the way we reach out to the world around and about us. That changes everything for us. The Father loves you. The second thing this morning is this. The Father has a plan. It says going on in this passage, but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commandments. And I love this because salvation is what we receive in Christ, but it's not just for us. It's not just a gift for you and I that have already received it. This is a gift for humanity to receive. The redemption story of Christ, what He has done is God's plan for every person. He wants to know people individually, personally. He wants to see salvation to every person, every family member, every prodigal out there, every person that doesn't know Jesus. He wants to offer an opportunity to have relationship with Him. That's God's plan. Salvation for the earth. That people could begin, again become the children of God. God's plan is redemption. And I think for all of us, it's just learning to be able to walk in obedience to Him, listening to His voice, understanding that God wants to work out this redemption story in each and every one of our lives. So one thing I've been doing recently through this lockdown period, I've been doing lots of bike rides with the kids. And as we've been going out on the bike and just being able to just do that together, particularly with Cooper, he gets out on his bike and he gets in front of me and he starts storming ahead on his, on his little bike and he's flying ahead in the future. I'm riding behind him and uh, he is a distracted rider. He's looking around everywhere. You know, there's little rocks that everyone's been painting. He's looking on the ground for them. He's turning around, looking where I'm going. And what happens is he's wobbling all over the place. He runs into the back tire of my bike. He's wobbling in front of me when he goes in front and I'm trying to follow him. And I'm having to say to him as we come to this intersection or this way, you've got to go this way, buddy. Turn left. He doesn't know what left is. And so I'm saying, turn, turn. Or I'm trying to get him to go forward. And it's my voice behind him trying to guide and direct him which way to go. And I think for all of us, we have a heavenly father that is guiding and directing us. Even when we're distracted, even when we're wobbling off course, that he's speaking to us, his promises, that is reminding us of the security that we have in him, that he has a plan, that he has a purpose for you, that he's heading you towards a hope and a future. And sometimes it's that word that just helps us to be able to stay on the path, stay strong, keep moving forward in every season. I'll tell you what, it's crazy right now, the world we're living in. And I think it's crazy because we all want to know what the plan is. What's the plan? How do we get out of this COVID mess? What's it going to look like on the other side of it? What's the plan to get forward? What's the vision for the future? And I think we've all got our perspectives and opinions on how to do that. And we're all trying to work out what the plan is. How are we going to be on the other side of this? I've got my suggestions as well. 
The last time I checked the chief medical officer, they haven't called me to ask my opinion. The premier hasn't dialed up my number, although I've offered it many times, and called me up to find out how I deal with the pandemic. I am here just trying to work it out, trying to share my opinion, but no one's listening. See, the thing is, we all have to do our own plan. Gee, imagine the world if, if I was in charge right now. Comment in the chats what you think the world would look like if I was in charge right now. What would Ben's plan be right now to be able to bring the world out of COVID? Yeah, I've got a plan and I'm sure you've got a plan as well. The thing is, we've all got different plans and that's part of the problem. As humans, we like to make our own way. But one of the things we need to learn as humans is to put our trust in God and understand that He's the one with the ultimate plan. We, we, we plan forward our steps, but it's God that guides our future. And I think it's at times like this we need to be reminded of that God is in charge. Yeah, I would have compulsory mows, Hannah. That would definitely be part of the picture. The Knights would win the premiership every year, and that would, that would be part of the plan as well. And I would have plenty of different ideas on how to make the world better, as I'm sure you would too. But one thing we need to understand is it's God's plan that matters, not our plan. And we need to put our trust in Him and understand, even in these crazy times, the Father has a plan. And here's His plan. Redemption for humanity. That's the plan. The plan is redemption. Even during a pandemic, the plan is that God's love would be spread so far and wide that people could not refuse the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Even in a moment right now where there's chaos all around us, the plan is that the church of Jesus Christ would be strong, that we would stand up, that we would understand that we are called to love our world. We're not getting under a rock and hiding during this season. We are stepping up as the light of the world, as Scripture calls us, as the church that would shine bright in the darkness. See, God's plan is to use you and I, that the redeemed people would take this plan of redemption to the world that needs it. The church, it talks about us as the body with many parts, all functioning together. We feel the pain of the body hurting at times. We feel the rejoicing of the body rejoicing at times. But one thing we do is we move in unison together as the body of Christ taking this message of redemption to a world that is crying out for it. The Father loves you. The Father has a plan. Oh, you think COVID took him by surprise? No, it didn't. But his plan is unchanged. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation, it says in Scripture. Be reminded today that God has sealed you. He's marked you as His own. It says in Scripture, He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything He has promised us. So the deposit's been paid. That sacrifice on the cross, 
Everything Jesus did for us was because God's plan in every season was to save humanity, to save you and I. So you're wondering, what's the plan? That's the plan. And third and finally this morning, the Father is in control. I think it's good for us to be reminded that God is on the throne. And it says in this passage, the Lord has made the heaven, the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Oh, you thought God had lost control? Oh, you thought that God maybe didn't know what was going on or what was going to happen now or in the next 50 years? God knows it all. He knows from the, the end, from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He knows what's going to happen in your life. He knows what's going to happen in the lifetime of the world. And He's in control. He's never taken by surprise. In fact, it's impossible for God to be surprised. Isn't that surprising? God knows everything. And God is in control. The chaos that you're feeling in your world right now is a reminder to you that you're not in control. We're not even in control of our, our life. We're in, in control. I think death is the great reminder to us that at some point we lose complete control. I've been with people when they've been at those moments where they're going to pass very soon. And there's a very different understanding between the person that understands they've given control to God and He is in control of their life and the person that's still trying to wrestle and live with control but realizing they have no control as to what's going to happen to their body and their life beyond that moment. And I think for every one of us, we need to ask ourselves the big questions who is in control of your life? Because we know death is coming to all of us. We know challenges and things that we would not expect that we can't control are going to happen to us in our life. I.e., who picked 2020? Who picked 2021 for COVID? Where were the prophets? <laughs> we needed you. <laughs> no one saw it coming. But one of the things that we do know is that God's in control. He's in control in the chaos. Just like in that boat when the disciples were tossed and turned around by the waves and the craziness of what was going on, Jesus slept because he had a confidence God was in control. Even in this season of shaking in the storm, God is in control. The Father is in control. You don't have to try and wrestle back control. Just hand it over to Him. Pray. Read the Word of God. Remind your spirit that He is in control. I love in Deuteronomy, it says so clearly, Deuteronomy 1 verse 29, it says, Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you. And as He did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness, there you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son. And that's what God does for us. He carries us in every season. He pulls us through. He holds us strong. God 
is our source of comfort and strength, the Father. So today, this Father's Day, three reminders about your Heavenly Father. The Father loves you. The Father has a plan for you. And the Father is in control. Not our government leaders. Not the leaders in our community. Not our own schedules and plans that we have devised. But our Heavenly Father. He is in control. Let's submit our hearts to Him and understand that He is working and moving on our behalf. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. This Father's Day, I want to ask you today, whether you've been a Christian for many years or whether you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and in this next few moments you've got the opportunity to receive that for yourself. Whatever on the spectrum you find yourself this morning, wherever you find yourself, I want to invite you this morning to hand over control to Jesus, to give Him the steering wheel, to understand that Christ is actually in charge, that we as humans, we're control freaks. We want to do things our own way, but we actually need to understand that to lose your life is to really find your life to lay your life down, to give your life to Christ and receive His love, receive the love of the Father is what changes everything. You can't do it on your own. You can't work it all out on your own. We as human beings are made to know our Creator. We are like children that are made to have a relationship with the Father. And today as I'm about to pray a prayer, let's all align our hearts whether you've been a Christian for many years or whether you're making this decision for the first time today, let's all remind ourselves that Jesus is in control and give over complete control to Him. So I'm going to pray right now. And as I pray, why don't you pray this with me this morning? Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. I relinquish control. I receive you as my Lord and Savior my heavenly Father. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your forgiveness and I receive your love. Help me to live each day for you and to serve you only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you made that decision today, why don't you have a look to the screen right now. We're going to play a video on how we can help you in this great decision that you've made. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website, citychurchau.com. Scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once you click on that, a form will appear. Fill out your name, your email and a message and send it off. Once we get this, one of our staff will contact you about the decision you have made and how to best follow you up from here.